Praise God. Well, we want to welcome everyone. This, uh, thank you. We want to welcome everyone that's joining us by live stream this morning. Praise God. Uh, we are having a delightful time in the Lord. Amen. Amen. So if you all have your Bibles, and I know you do because everybody carries a Bible to church, right? Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to uh, uh, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me get a little organization going here. Hallelujah. Thank you, ma'am. Y'all ready? Deuteronomy chapter 28. Uh, this morning we're going to continue uh, teaching on a subject that very uh, all of us are really familiar with, and that is how God's blessings will come on us and overtake us when, everybody say when, when we obey his word. Amen? When we look into God's word, we can clearly see that God wants every one of us to live in his blessings. Uh, there's no doubt about it. He, he, he sent Jesus to earth just to, to die so we could have everything that heaven has to offer. How many of you want everything heaven has to offer? Amen. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, in, in, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 3, he tells us that he's already blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Another translation says it like this, that he has blessed us with everything heaven has to offer. Praise God. So the scriptures clearly tell us that God wants you and I to live and walk in his best. How many of you know that? Amen. Amen. Unfortunately, when we look, and I don't mean this as a criticism, my brothers and sisters, but when we look into the lives of many Christians, we do not see God's best manifesting in their lives. Uh, and we need to understand that this, that only those who are willing to reach for God's best will ever receive God's best. You got to be willing to reach for it. Uh, it don't just fall on you automatically. This morning's teaching is uh, titled Reaching for God's Best. I told you a few weeks ago, I'm going to do my best to get off of your toes. Amen. Even though God steps on our toes for a reason, it's to get us to move. Amen. Get us to move where he wants us to go. But I told you I was going to try to stay off your toes as much as possible this morning and take you into the promised land. But you got to want to go. I mean, you know, there was uh, 12 spies sent out, but only two wanted to go. The other 10 came back saying, no, let's just go back where we were. We'd rather die in the wilderness. We'd rather be back in Egypt, be a slave to the Egyptians, than put up with the grief of having to go into the promised land and do what you've told us to do. Mm-hmm. Well, how many of you know all of them died that didn't want to go back, go into the promised land? How many of you know the murmurs and complainers never received God's best? Amen. See, <clears throat> although God's best is always available to every one of us, uh, too often many believers will settle for less 
Why do they settle for less? Because many Christians are satisfied uh, right where they're at. Many Christians are satisfied with just getting by. Uh, and why is that? See, many people want Jesus to be their Savior. Now listen to what your pastor's fixing to tell you now. Many people want Jesus to be his Savior, but not every Christian wants Jesus to be their Lord. Because when he's your Lord, you got to do what he tells you to do. Amen. Hallelujah. In other words, people don't want to go to hell. How many of you want to go to heaven? Okay, a few of you still want to go to hell? That's okay. How many of you want to go to heaven? I'm trying, this is a test for you to raise your hands. I'm going to give everybody one more opportunity, and then I'm going to come back there and point you out. How many of you want to go to heaven? Every hand better go up. People, oh, you did? I'm sorry. People don't go to want to go to hell. Nobody wants to go to hell. So they'll accept Jesus Christ as their fire insurance. But they refuse to let, allow him to be Lord over their life. And I'm talking about Christians. See, there's a, there's a difference between just having your fire insurance. That just means you're going to heaven and walking in the blessings of God. And I don't want to hear people say, well, yeah, I want it all, but I don't want to do what it takes to get there. See, when you want Jesus to be your Lord, that means you're willing to surrender your life totally to him. Amen. Which means whatever he says in his word, you and I are to be willing and obedient to do it. How many of you know that? We talked about that a few weeks ago. Calling Jesus Lord means people are subject to his ways, his principles, and his ordinances. So people who want to go to heaven will accept Jesus as their Savior, but when it comes to making him Lord of their life, that's a different thing altogether. I mean, I have my own will. I have my own ways. I want to do my own thing. Well, it sure got quiet in God's house. You see, they're not interested in Jesus being Lord. They just don't want to go to a place called hell. And unfortunately, we see that in the body of Christ today because when you start preaching the truths of God's word like we do here at Hill Country Cowboy Church, you even see people get up and walk right out of the service because the flames start burning. The conviction starts coming on them, and they don't want to hear it. You know, I can go down to that other church. I got other, that other church down there don't, don't ask me to do nothing. I can just sit there, and I can just be my own self. And I don't, I, they don't put any requirements on me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Pastor, you're just trying to control us. No, I don't, I'm not trying to control you. Listen to me. I love each and every one of you. I'm trying to help you. Amen. I'm trying to help you save your life. I'm trying to help you save your family. I'm trying to help you save your kids. Amen. Amen. My goal, my heart's desire is to help you become more than who you are. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So when I'm, talking about, when I'm talking about reaching for God's best, I'm talking about reaching not only for all the blessings God has for us. Amen. 
but also that each of us, listen to me, individually reach to become what God intended for us to become. There's more to this life than just going to work, nine to five, getting a paycheck, coming home and buying things with it. Amen? There's more to life than that. And if you don't see that, you're just, you're just ho-hum. You'll never receive God's best. You'll, you'll be satisfied with just what you have. And God has so much more for you. Hallelujah. I'm not going to be satisfied where I'm at. Amen? Don't misunderstand me. I'm thankful for where God has brought me. I'm thankful for where I'm at. I'm thankful for what God has done in my life. But I'm not satisfied. Why? Because he's got so much more for me. He's got so much more for us, my brothers and sisters. You see, on God's side, he's already provided to every child of God supernatural health instead of a, a, a bottle of pills. And I still take the pills, so don't get me wrong. Amen. He's got supernatural wealth available for us. He's got supernatural strength. He's got supernatural joy. He's got supernatural peace. Amen. All of this and even more, he's already provided for us. Amen. He provided for us through what Jesus did on the cross. Hallelujah. But if you and I become content, if you and I become satisfied of where we're at right now, then we'll never, we'll we'll never, uh, what we'll do is we'll find ourselves not reaching for what God really has for us. In other words, I'm in my comfort zone. You know, I, and I've been there. I've been there more than once. When I first got saved, man, I was striving for everything God had. I wanted to be delivered. I had a lot of bad habits in my life. My testimonies, just like a lot of y'all's testimonies. I mean, you know that I, I wasn't a, a saint with a halo when I first got saved. Amen. Uh, it, I was uh, the best sinner there was. So that I had a lot of work to do. But I wasn't satisfied with where I was at. And I kept doing the things that God instructed me to do so I could change my life. Praise God. But we can find ourselves not reaching for God's best. See, there's always a higher level, my brothers and sisters, uh, for each and every one of us. None of us have arrived. But see, what can happen is if we're not careful is we can find that place of comfort. Well, I'm saved, so that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to church. I help out market days every once in a while. You know, I'm up on the platform. I'm singing. So that's all I'm going to do. We get comfortable. Hallelujah. God has so much more. We can get comfortable where all of our bills are paid. We can get comfortable where we have a little extra cash in the bank. We can get comfortable with a nice house, a nice car, a, a family that's doing good. In other words, we get to that place where everything is just hunky-dory. I mean, have you ever heard hunky-dory? And then we stop reaching. We stop doing the things that got us to the place of hunky-dory in the first place. 
We stopped doing the things that God told us to do when we were really hungry. Help, God. Help me. I'll do anything you tell me to. Then after a while, you start to be, you start getting a few blessings. Then you say, okay, God, I got it. Let me put you, let me put you back in the hall closet or let me put you back on the coffee table talking about the Word of God, talking about your Bible. You stop reading. You stop studying. You stop coming to church as much. You stop praying. You're in your comfort zone. Well, see, all that happens, brother and sister, when you get in that comfort zone, and you stop doing the things that got you where you're at, the devil can come in and he's going to turn the things around. I'm not prophesying over that over you. That's what the Word of God says. Amen. So don't stop reaching because he's got so much more for you. And again, I mean, reemphasize that I am thankful for where I'm at. I'm thankful that God has kept me. I'm thankful that God has blessed my life. And I have seen the power of God working in mine and Miss Brenda's life for some 25 years now. And because I have, and I'm not bragging on me, I'm bragging on Jesus, but because I have seen his power working in my life, it motivates me to do more. Amen. It motivates me to reach a little bit higher. Because I've seen God deliver me from poverty. I've seen him deliver me from a lot of fleshly habits that were killing me and killing my body and killing my family. That motivates me to ask him, what else do you have for me, Father? Amen. What else is there beyond right now, right here and right now? And again, I thank God that he saved me. He delivered me. His word took me from where I was and brought me to where I'm at today. But bless God, hallelujah, today is in a parking place. I'm not going to park where I'm at. I'm not going to stop. Today is just a transition. Listen to me. Today's just a transition into my tomorrow. And it should be for you too. Where you're at right now in God should just be a, a transition spot to where you're wanting more from God. You're asking Him on a daily basis, basis take me higher, Father God. Yeah, I've come, a, I've come a long way. I've, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, I've got my anger under control. I've got my temper under control. Uh, I'm not drinking as much. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. But there's so much more. Amen. There is. I want to get it all out of my life. Amen. I don't want no more of me and my will. I want more of you and your will. Amen. That's reaching for God's best. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, I'm preaching me happy. Amen. I know. Amen. It's, did anybody take it that I drank still? No. Thank you. Only one person. <laughs> For the record, I do not drink anymore. I quit drinking and smoking and all the other stuff in 1997. Actually, 1998, I quit drinking. Hallelujah. Where was I? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, what is God's best? What is God's standard of living that we're all supposed to reach for? 
I'm glad you asked. Let's look at this in Deuteronomy chapter 28. And, well, you know, we touched on this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but, you know, today God has a little bit more for us. How many of you know that? I mean, you know, you can read the same scriptures every day and get something new every day. Deuteronomy chapter 28, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 13, because everybody likes those, uh, uh, most of those anyway. It says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, excuse me, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All and all these blessings, everybody say blessings. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall you be, uh, be the fruit of your body, which means health and healing supernaturally. The, pro the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds. Of course, that's back then. I don't know if anybody has herds now. Somebody got somebody still raising cattle? All right, talking to you, Gibby. Praise God. And the increase of your herds and the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall you be, uh, shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall uh, you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. Hallelujah. The Lord will cause your enemies, I like this part, who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. They show, and that's not just talking about physical enemies. That's talking about demonic powers. He will cause your enemies to be defeated. That voice that comes and tells you it's okay to do this, God will cause that enemy to shut his mouth. Amen. If you're lying to. Praise God. Hallelujah. He will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee from you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing of, on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. Praise God. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself just as he has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Then all peoples of the earth shall see you, uh, see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant uh, you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you, the Lord will open to you his good treasure, praise God, the heavens. Underline that in your Bible. He will open for you his good treasure. Let me tell you something. His treasure is far above anything you'll ever have on this earth. To give the rain to your land in, the sea, in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. And you shall be a lender to many nations, but you shall not borrow. How many young people would love to hear, uh, see that manifest in your life? Praise God. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above and not beneath. If you heed the commands, commandments of, the, of your Lord, your God, which I command you today and are careful to observe them. 
Brothers and sisters, God's best, now listen to me, is that we live in the blessings of the Lord Jesus Christ and that his blessings impact every area of our lives. Every area. Not just some of them, all of them. When you read and hear what God is saying in the first 13 verses of Deuteronomy chapter 28, you can clearly see that there is no part of your life outside of God's provision of blessing. No part. Amen? Amen. That his will and his goal for our life is for us to live spirit, soul, and body in his blessings. That there is no part of our life that is undone. And that every part of our life is walking in God's blessings. Can I get an amen? Amen. See, the thing we need to understand is, uh, uh, is to get to the place where he's really talking about, we don't get there overnight, do we? It's a process. We, but we've got to keep reaching. You've got to keep moving forward. Amen? What is his best? That all his blessings will come upon you and overtake you. That's number one. That you'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. That means everywhere. That you'll be blessed in your body. That's supernatural divine healing. Instead of running to doctors all the time. I, I want to get there. I don't know about you, but I want to get there. There is a supernatural healing for every believer. Amen. Praise God. You'll be blessed coming in. You'll be blessed going out. And then it says, the Lord will establish you as a holy people unto himself. My brothers and sisters, there can be no better place than having a life established by God Almighty. I want my life established by him. Amen? Now, are any of us there now? Good answer. Are any of us living in the full measure of God's blessings? No. No, we can. We can. On this earth. It's available. There's no scripture that says it isn't. How many of you have a Bible that says all things are possible in God? Hello. See, I'm gonna, you got to prove it to me when in the Word. But we, but we do, most of us think like that, and I'm not criticizing that. But here, most of us think that way. Well, we, just, we can't be perfect in this earth. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. Or the Word's a lie. Mm-hmm. Got off of quiet in God's house. That's okay. God had quiet in my house, too. <laughs> but the truth is the truth. Everything is available. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. Amen? Is that what your Bible says? How many of you says there's some things that's in your life that's not possible? Okay. I just want to make sure we're reading the same Bible. Amen. Now, are any of us there? Absolutely not. But we can be. We can see in these scriptures that it is his will for us to have everything he has for us. That's his will. I was talking to my mother this morning, and we were praying for a pastor friend. Well, it used to be her pastor. 
And, uh, and I'm not criticizing my mom because I know she's going to watch this video. So, Mom, I'm not criticizing. But I, I did tell her, she said, well, you know, if it's God's will to heal him, he will. It's always God's will to heal you. It's always God's will. It's, it's God's will for every one of us to walk in divine healing. Amen. I'm preaching to me, but I still have my little pill box. Okay? And I'm going to take them pills until the doctors take me off of them. But that does not change God's will for my life. It's to walk in divine health every day, not having to take even as much as an aspirin for a headache. And that's the truth of God's word. Now, am I there? No. And you ain't either. But I'm, I'm getting to the point that that's not okay with me. I want to get there. So God is not only just preaching to you through me, he's preaching to me through me too. Saying you need to step it up, son. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you want to step up in your life? How many of you just want to stay where you're at? And that's okay too. You're still going to heaven. Hallelujah. Just don't complain of all the stuff you have to go through on earth. Don't complain if you ain't willing to change it. Because the ball's in your court, just like the ball is in my court. Amen? Amen. All righty. I hope this is encouraging you. I know it sounds like kind of like the same message, like I'm trying to beat up on you, but I'm not. I'm really trying to help us all. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Would God say all these blessings were available to us if they weren't? Would God say that we could live according to his best if we couldn't? No, all things are possible with God, but we have to keep reaching. They don't just automatically fall on us like ripe cherries off a tree. You know, God gave me this, this you know, how many of you have ever been in, on, in an orchard of any kind or around a peach tree or what have you? When you walk out there and you look up there and you see that, that fruit is really ripe and you know it's ripe, do you just stand there? Well, eventually it'll fall off. Come on, God. Make some of it fall to me. No. You reach up there and you grab that piece and you take a big old bite of it, don't you? Well, what makes you think the kingdom of God is any different? If you want God's best, if you want what God has to offer, you got to reach up there and grab it. Or you can just stand there and tell the rotten fruit fall off the tree. Need it off the ground. But normally when it falls, it's right before it rot. Amen. I thought that was a great analogy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> but that's just me. Hallelujah. Uh, that costs you no extra. Praise God for that. <laughs> uh, we have to keep preaching. See, you, you cannot be complacent. I can't be complacent. Complacency is a faith destroyer. You cannot get comfortable where you're at. Comfortable destroys your faith. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm satisfied where I'm at. Contentment does the same thing. Those three things right there, complacency, com comfort, and contentment, will keep you from reaching. 
Psalm one, Psalms seventeen fifteen says this. It says we got to be like David, and I'm paraphrasing. David said, "I will not be satisfied until I will awaken in His likeness." I'm not going to be satisfied until I wake up one morning and I look just like him. Now, that may be when I meet him in the air. The Bible promises that. But I'm going to still strive down here to get there. Amen? I'm not going to quit. Praise God. Always reaching. Always stretching. Always believing for God for more. Is there anything wrong with that? Amen. Now, what is our part? There's a part. God has a part. I just told you about his part. God's part in the covenant. He's already blessed us. What is our part? Our part in this covenant agreement with the God of the created, uh, creation uh, are the conditions. Now, I know you don't like this part. That are found in verses 1 and 2. Now I'll try to read through these really quickly so it don't hurt as much, okay? All right. See, most people don't like the first two verses. They love verses 3 through 13. Where, yeah, God just showered on me, baby. Come on, bring it on. Bring it, God, bring it. But see that we have a part in it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Look at this in verse uh, 1 and 2. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 and 2. Hallelujah. It says, now it shall come to pass. What's going to come to pass? What's coming to pass, church? The blessing, right? Amen. Every blessing we just talked about is going to come to pass. Notice the next word. If. <laughs> if you diligently, not half-heartedly, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. We talked about this last week, so I'm not going to elaborate on it uh, as much. <clears throat> but you got to understand, these are conditions of the covenant you have with God. These are the conditions of the blessing. So if they're the conditions of the blessings, then that means they're not automatic for any of us. Uh, they're automatic in the sense that God has already given them, but they don't just automatically show up in mine in your life. Amen. They didn't just automatically show up in my life because I became a pastor. No. I've been doing what I've been I'm telling you to do or instructing you through the Word of God to do. I've been doing this since 1997, and I'm still having to do it every day. It's an ongoing life. Amen. He said, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully some of his commandments, just the ones that you like, just the ones that were pastors preaching in front of somebody else's house. No, if you diligently observe all of his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord your God will set you on high, amen, above all the nations of the earth, and that all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Why are they going to do that? Because you obey. Everybody say, because you obey. Because you obey the word of God. Amen. That's the only way the blessings are going to come on us is if we obey the word of God. Amen. No other way of getting around it, guys. Wish there was. I'd love to be an easier way. 
God, I'm human. Amen. I would love for there to be an alternative plan. Matter of fact, I've given God an alternative plan before. Well, what about this, Father? No. Well, how about if, uh, if I just how about if I just do this? No. I said all. Not part. Not the part that you agree with, John, but all. Hallelujah. See, the problem with many people in the body of Christ is, is they just don't want to obey. I didn't. Look, I've been disobedient a whole bunch. I mean, you don't have, you do not have the uh, monopoly on disobedience. How many of you know that? We all disobey. Don't we? How many of you in here obey everything God tells you to do? God, I'm sure God would not going to interrupt the service with an altar call. None of us do. None of y'all watching by live stream. Nobody always obeys God. But that does not change the fact that he says if you want all these blessings, you have to obey all my commandments. Amen. Hmm. I'm not trying to be mean to him, my brother said. I'm just trying to be truthful. Amen? Amen. See, they'll listen to the word of God, but they don't hear the word of God. Or they'll hear God's word uh, with an offended ear. How, how many of you in here, and you don't have to raise your hand, but just think about this for yourself. How many of you in here in the last year have been offended by something I've said up here? Just my wife, praise oh, God. She's yeah. Called attention to, but in a, in a way you go, oh, God, man, I wish he'd get off my street. I wish he'd get off of me in front of my house. Amen. All right, how many, let's put it lightly like that. How many just said, I wish he'd move from preaching in front of my house? Amen. Just me and Miss Brenda. We're the only ones that's willing to change, baby. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. No, we've all said that. Amen. They hear with an offended ear, or they, live, they hear with a half-hearted heart. In other words, I believe some of that, but I don't believe all of it. Anybody ever been there? I, I know I'm just talking about me, but I'm trying to use me and Miss Brenda so y'all don't get offended. Or they hear with an attitude, well, I'm okay, so he must be talking about somebody else. He can't be talking about me. When he talks about getting rid of anger, Brother Ronnie talks about getting rid of anger, they, he can't be uh, identifying with me. Uh, well, that's exactly the opposite of the way I used to be. I used to go up to the pastor and say, why don't you just call my name out? Amen. Hallelujah. But they have an attitude that I'm okay, so he's got to be talking about somebody else. Or when someone hears with this kind of attitude, then the word of God will not carry much weight in their life. When you hear with an offended ear half-heartedly, the Word of God ain't going to mean much to you. You can take it or leave it. And you, the, the reason I say that is you walk out of the church and you never change. You stay the same. That's when you know the Word of God don't have much weight in your life. Amen. Because the Word of God is to change us. Amen. Hallelujah. Christians who want to live in God's best must train themselves, listen to me, 
and have a habit of when they hear God's word, they immediately obey. And when we hear, we obey, then we don't contemplate God's word. We don't try to change God's word to fit our lifestyle. We don't try to train, help God translate his word. Well, he didn't really mean that. Here's what he meant. God needs your, don't need your help to translate the Bible, and he don't need my help to translate the Bible. Amen? Amen? Amen. We simply respond to God's word, and we do it. That's a simple formula right there if you want to walk in God's best. Respond to his word and do it. So, Pastor, are you walking in everything you're preaching? Absolutely not. <laughs> are you kidding me? Are you perfect? No. Do you still make mistakes? Absolutely. If you don't believe me, ask Miss Brenda. Amen. But here, here's the thing. I refuse to stay where I'm at. Amen. I refuse to stay here. Amen. The only people that stay, stay where they're at is the ones that agree with staying where, where they're at. I don't always like what God says. I'm just being truthful. Sometimes it steps on my toes. A lot of times it steps on my toes. But I don't rebuke him. I don't just stay where I'm at. I say, okay, Father, I don't like that. And I hope you forgive me until I do it. But, you know, I'm just going to be like I am today. But I'm not going to go to sleep on my sin. I'm going to promise you before the day's out that I'm going to change. Because I made him that promise in 1997, and I'm going to stick with that promise. I told him just up front, face to face with God, Jesus Christ. Lord, you show me where I'm making my mistakes and I'm going to change. Amen. Amen. He don't need to change. He's always the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we're glad he is. What if he was fickle? What if he just changed? What if he had changed when God said, son, I need you to go die? Nope, ain't going to do it. Those heathens ain't worth it. They ain't been nothing but disobedient to you ever since the Garden of Eden. You wiped all but eight of them out with the, with the flood. You went down to Babel and changed all their language so they couldn't come against you and come in one accord against you. You went to Sodom and Gomorrah and wiped everybody out but three. And you want me to go down across for that lot? When are you going to learn, Father? But Jesus didn't do that, did he? Aren't you glad he ain't like you? <laughs> I'm glad he ain't like me. I'm glad he's Lord. Amen? I'm glad he was obedient to his father. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does God talk to me about things in my life? Absolutely. I don't get mad at him. I don't get offended with him. But I sure don't ignore him. I don't ignore him and go off and live my life the way I want to. I may not like it, but I'm going to do it. Amen? Amen. See, I'm willingly allowing God's word to speak into my life because I know his word will always lift me up to that next level I desire to reach. Listen, God is always going to deal with his children. If he did not love you, he would not talk personally to you. Amen. And when you get, 
When you get your feathers ruffled, guess what? He's talking on your street. He's talking in front of your house. He's talking directly to you. Amen? He deals with us first and foremost because he loves us. But also he deals with us because there's always a higher place that he wants us to reach. There's a higher place than where you are right now. I don't know if you know that or not. But you have not arrived. You're not. Yeah, amen. <clears throat> There's a higher place than you have, uh, where you have a God. Uh, he refuses to leave you where you're at. Let me just put it that way. He refuses to leave you where you're at. So he's going to keep pounding on your door. Amen. And he's going to keep correcting you. The thing of it is, you and I, my brothers and sisters, we we got to refuse to stay where we're at. Yeah. We got to get on the same page with God. Amen. He's not wrong. We are. Amen. And until you get rid of that prideful spirit that says, you know, I'm okay like I am, that's a prideful spirit that will keep you where you're at. It'll keep you in turmoil. It'll keep you fighting with your friends, your family, your coworkers. Because they're always the one that's wrong, not you. Got off quiet, God. Say, are you still here? You're gone home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I can tell you from experience. Now I'm just going to talk about me until you get sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. Of going through the same things over and over and over, then you're never going to change them because I didn't. I had to get sick and tired of where I was at. Amen. You got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of where you're at and what's going on in your life. You got to get tired of it. You got to get tired of your life being out of line with God's divine order. You got to get, get tired of your marriage being out of line with God's divine order. You got to get tired of your children being out of line with God's order. God has a perfect order for each and every one of our lives. And we have to get tired of living our own life. And we got to get, get, get in line with the way he wants us to live. <clears throat> Amen. I can't get tired of it for you. Your wife can't get tired of it for you. Your husband cannot get tired of it for you. you got to get tired of it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's you getting tired of what's going on in your life and saying, you know what? God has so much more for me. I'm ready to move with you, Father. you got to get so tired that you say, you know, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. You got to get tired of where you're at before you'll ever start changing your life. <clears throat> and you got to say to God, I'm going to reach for everything you have for me, Father. Amen. With everything that's in me, I'm not going to be complacent. I'm not going to be content where I'm at. And I'm definitely not going to stop doing what you tell me to do, Father God. Until I'm walking every day, every moment of every day in what you have for me. Amen. 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 
God has already said, God has already said that all these blessings will, not maybe, will come upon us and overtake us. But you and I, my brothers and sisters, uh, determine how far we will reach to get those blessings. If you're waiting for the fruit to fall off the tree, you're going to still be waiting there. Amen. How much further will you reach past where you're at to know him? Are you satisfied with your relationship with God right now? You shouldn't be. I know I'm not. I've been serving him for 25 years, and I'm not satisfied. I want more every day of God. Hallelujah. I'm not satisfied where I'm at. Then if I'm not satisfied where I'm at, then what happens? It requires who to change. Is God going to change? No. Who does it require to do more? Us. Well, I'm sure glad I got two people listening in here. Praise God. Look at this in 1 John. Or listen, no, not 1 John, but Big John. John 15, this very familiar passage. But it has to do with us reaching. In John 15, well, let me say this first. Every Christian listening to my voice right now wants to be blessed by God. Do you not? Amen. Amen. But only those who are willing to hear. How many of you know hearing, as I said a couple weeks ago, requires action? But only those who are willing to hear and then be obedient to do what they hear will ever walk in the blessings. Notice, uh, I'm going to read verses 1 through 8, John 15, 1 through 8. And it talks about uh, walking in these blessings. He says in verse 1, he says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. And that's, that scripture right there tells you God's going to correct you. He's pruning you, baby. He's cutting that junk away from you so that you'll blossom and grow into a bigger tree. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. He says in verse 4, abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. You're not going to bear fruit unless you're in Jesus Christ. Amen. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, what? You can do nothing. You just thought you was all that. But you can't do nothing without Christ. He gives you the breath you breathe. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. He says, if you abide in me and my what? My words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Praise God, I like that one. But don't get hung up on it because this ain't about things. Amen. Amen. What's the one thing we're supposed to ask for on a regular basis? Wisdom. 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 Not things. 
Praise God. He says, by this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Listen, reaching for God's best is not about reaching for more things. How many of you know that? Reaching for God's best is about walking closer with Him. Amen. 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 <laughs> and giving Him more of you. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's all He wants from any of us. He wants us. He does. Amen. Amen. And then by doing that, we, we're being obedient to His Word. Amen. When we give ourselves to Him, we're being obedient to His Word. He says, I want all of you. I don't want you leftovers. I don't want you just on Sundays. I don't just want you on Sundays and Wednesdays. Or I don't want you at the supper table when you say grace over the food I've given you. I want you 24-7. You belong to me. I created you. You don't belong to this world. You belong to me. You were created in my image to worship God. That's what he's saying. Or I was going to use me, but I don't want you to think I'm talking about me. You were created in his image to worship him. That's why you were created. It don't matter whether you're on your job. don't matter whether you're at church, whether you're out mowing your yard. Where you're at in life, you were created to worship the God Almighty. Amen. 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 Praise God. And the sooner we get in line with that, the, sooner, the better it's going to be for us. Now, we can keep fighting it. And there ain't a person in here that's sitting down to the sound of my voice, either in here or watching my video right now. There's not one person that hasn't argued against that. Amen. Because you do it with your actions. Because you walk out of here knowing you're supposed to forgive, but then you get in unforgiveness towards somebody. How many of you know what I'm talking about? All right. How many would raise your hand and say, yeah, I've walked in unforgiveness? I mean, would raise your hand if you're not going to raise your hand to that and say, I'm a liar. Because <laughs> everybody's walked in unforgiveness. Amen. Everybody's fallen short of the glory of God. But is it right? No. Is it right to get angry? No. Amen. Hallelujah. I turned back on your street and started preaching. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. Reaching for God's best about walking closer with him and giving him more of me and being obedient to his word. Does God want us to have everything we need to live comfortably in this life? Does he want us to have a nice house? Maybe a nice car, maybe even a nice boat. Does he want us to have fun in this life? Absolutely. We're his children. How many... Dad's in here wanting you to just keep your kids as a, as a be a taskmaster to your kids. No, you can't do that. No, 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 no. No, God wants us to have fun. Amen. Hallelujah. But he wants us to give him glory when we're doing it. Amen. He wants us to glorify his name in everything and everywhere we go. When we're out fishing, man, when I told Brother Hans this yesterday when he said that we were going fishing to the coast, I said, well, Brother, God wants me to tell you to cast your pole out on the other side of the boat because the last time they went, they didn't hardly catch nothing. <laughs> he said, that's a good idea. God wants, us, God wants us to have fun, but he wants us to glorify him when we do. Amen? Amen. 
Amen. Praise God. He wants us to have everything in this life to live comfortably. But see, here's the thing. We have to understand this. All of those things are byproducts of our obedience to him. They're byproducts. Amen. They're a byproduct of your relationship with God. It, the closer your relationship with God, the more he pours out blessings on you. Amen. 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 That's just the way the word works. Yeah. Amen. What did Jesus say in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33? I know this is uh, familiar to a lot of you. It says, but seek first. If you have your Bibles open, underline that word first. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Amen. In other words, seek God's way of doing those things in your life. Why? Look at the next verse. He said, then, everybody say then. Then, then all the blessings are going to come upon you. Amen. Instead of seeking the thing, seek the thing giver. Yeah. Amen? Hallelujah. See, this world system tells us to reach for the stars. To go after fame, to go after fortune, to go after all the things that will make us happy in life. While God himself says this, uh, or Jesus never told us to reach for things, he said to reach for my Father who is the thing giver. He gives all things. He is all things. All things consist in him. Amen? I want you to Please listen to me, and I'm about to close. I know I'm getting late, long-winded. And I'm talking to every person, either in this room or watching by video or watching by live stream. I'm talking to every person that calls themselves a Christian. If you're going after fame and fortune the world's way, or every time... Someone comes to you and y'all talk about the blessings of God and you start pointing to all the stuff that you have. You've missed the message. You've missed the message. God is not about things. He's about worship. That's right. Amen. I'm going to say that again. If you, I'll say it in another way. If I come to you and I say, I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. And you say, yeah, me too, Pastor. And you go immediately tell me how much money's in your checking account, how many cars you got, how big a house you got, uh, how, uh, how big your boat is, how good it is, how many poles you got in that boat, how many, how, all these toys that you have. If that's all you can talk about, you've missed the message. Right. Amen. Amen. You've missed the message. Because Jesus never preached that. Never. Never. He said, seek ye first Amen. the kingdom of God. Seek my Father first. And all these other things will be added to That's you. Amen. That's Jesus' way. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you this. If that's you, my brothers and sisters, you've missed the mark. You missed, you've missed the mark. you missed Jesus' message. And really, you need to rethink 
who you're serving. I know that's a rough word, but God says you'll either serve me or you're going to serve this world. How many of you ever heard the scripture, you'll serve God or mammon? Every, every, everybody should have heard that scripture before. That's a part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. You'll either serve God or mammon. If all you can do is talk about all the stuff you got, you're serving the wrong God. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm going to close today with a couple of stories that are going to bring this out. And I hope it helps you in this area. <clears throat> Heard a story about a rich man who died. This man was a billionaire, multi, multi-billionaire. And at, the funer- at, at his funeral, uh, all of his friends were there, and they were all gathered around. And, you know, there was just so many friends because he had made so many. Uh, how many of you know you make a lot of friends when you've got a lot of money? Oh, yes, true. So he had made a lot of friends, see? And all of them were at, his, uh, were at his funeral, and a couple of his best friends were standing there. And one of the friends said to the other, he says, well, <clears throat> man, he was worth a lot of money. He says, I, I wonder how much he left. The other guy said, all of it. Every bit of it. Let me tell you something. There's no U-Haul trailers in heaven. So the things you make on this, in this life, and you, make, and you start making them your God, your money your God, where you can't hold, you've you got to hold on to it, and you never, never tithe, you never give, you never help anybody else with it, you ain't going to be able to take that money with you. All, those, all that stuff that you have, you'll not be able to take any of that with you. There's no place to turn in your U-Haul trailer. Amen. There's another story in the Bible. Jesus really told a, a very familiar story in, in Luke chapter 12. And I do want to let you know beforehand that the outcome of this story may not be as funny as the U-Haul in, trailer, in heaven story, okay? But it's the truth. Uh, uh, after all, uh, say, he said, uh, <clears throat> let me get this right. I'm paraphrasing because I read the story today. He said there was a man, he's talking in a parable, talking to his disciples. He said there was a man that went through life and he accumulated great wealth. As a matter of fact, in Luke chapter 12, it says this man accumulated so much wealth that he said, I'm going to have to tear down the barns that I have now and build new barns just to hold everything that I have. And let's look at what God told him in Luke chapter 12, verse 20. He said, but God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? Jesus said the same thing in Mark chapter 8. Verse 36, he said it in a different way, and we all know this passage. He said, what, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world but then loses his soul? Everybody that's under the sound of my voice right now, if you call yourself a Christian and your things and your money is your God, 
you are in danger of losing your soul. According to the word of God, we need to start thinking about who we're going to serve. Amen? Reaching for God's best isn't about things. It's about having an intimate relationship with God Almighty. Reaching for God's best is about giving more of ourselves to our Lord Jesus Christ. Re uh, reaching for God's best is about being consumed with God's plan for your life. It's about allowing Jesus and God's word to live not only in us, but allowing his word to live through us. Can I get an amen? amen. Let's stand to our feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. The promises of God are very, are, are, are multiple. There's so many you can't even name them. But God says, if you want my blessing, you got to reach for it. Amen. The first thing each and every one of us had to do, and I'm talking to um, probably to some people that are watching my live stream right now because I know pretty much everybody in this room. Uh, first thing we have to do to, to reach for God's best is we got to reach for the foot of the cross. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're watching or listening this morning to this telecast and you're sitting there and you're saying, you know something, I don't even know Jesus. I've been religious all my life, but I really never met the man called Jesus. And you want to change that this morning. You want to... Uh, meet who he is and also start you want to start building a strong relationship with him if that's you and you can humble yourself this morning I want you to raise your hand right where you're at put it right back down God will see those hands even in the houses of those watching by live stream if you're in this place this morning and you've been ministered to and God's really stepped on your toes this morning saying you know something yeah, you're right. You did get saved. He knows the year and the date that you got saved. He said, but you haven't served me. You've been living for yourself. You've been doing what you want to do. And I've talked to you this morning, and I've told you that I want you to start doing what I want you to do. If that's you, and Jesus has spoken to you this morning about changing your life, I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. God sees those hands. With every head raised and every eye open, I want everyone in this room and those watching my live stream to repeat this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus Christ is your only begotten Son, that He came to this earth to die for me so that I could live in your best. Father God, I thank you for sending me. Jesus Christ, I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. I submit myself to you this morning. Show me in your word what you would have me do, and I'll do it. I won't try to change it. I won't try to change it to fit my lifestyle. I will just immediately obey because I want to live in your best. Precious name, I pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. Now, if you you uh, gave your heart to the Lord this morning, if you're watching my live stream, you gave your heart to the Lord. Go to our website, download those podcasts, listen to those over and over again. They will build your faith. They will build your confidence.
confidence in God Almighty, and they will cause you to change. I give you uh, uh, one last message that you serve a miracle-working God, and you're always the next one in line for your miracle. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.